Welcome to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast, the place to be if you just want to connect with other special educators, if you want to gain insights and strategies, or obtain resources to help you in your journey as you grow as a special educator. This week, we will continue part two and three of the Side Hustle series. Part two, easy passive side hustles. And part three, how to find the perfect side hustle for your unique skills. The reason that I decided to combine parts two and three is because we should be able to cover part two, easy passive side hustles fairly quickly. Easy passive side hustles for teachers. Many teachers work during the summer to earn extra money. This year, however, has been so crazy with the pandemic and distance learning that teachers are exhausted. And many teachers have decided not to work this summer so that they can get proper rest and recuperate. However, they might still need extra cash. Well, this episode, we're going to talk about easy passive side hustles that you can do so that you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. One, get some much needed rest, while at the same time, earn some extra cash. These changes to your circumstances may have you thinking about ways that you can earn some extra money without requiring too much physical labor. And that's what this episode is going to be all about. Many side hustles these days require tech-savvy skills, but today we're going to focus on some low-tech, passive side hustles that will allow you to make some extra money by utilizing assets that you probably already own that are currently being underutilized. So number one, renting out your car. How often is your car sitting idle in your garage or driveway? Especially if you're a teacher that plans to travel this summer, you could be renting out your car during your travel. The average car sits idle for more than 14 hours a day. So why not capitalize on those idle hours and instead of working to pay your car note and insurance, make your car start working for you so that it can pay its own bills. The opportunities are endless to rent out your car, especially if you live near an airport or a busy metropolitan or tourist area. There are also opportunities for people that live in smaller rural areas. A neighborhood resident may not own a car, but may need a car for a few hours to run errands and go grocery shopping or to a doctor's appointment, etc., Right now, there are quite a few peer-to-peer car rental online platforms that are hitting the scene, such as Turo and Get Around. These online car rental platforms are sort of like the Airbnb of car rentals. So that's an option. And then if you don't want to deal with an online platform, you could always rent out your car by posting a listing on Craigslist or a community newspaper or newsletter, or just by informing neighbors by word of mouth. However, renting through an online platform such as GetAround or Turo would likely come with more security measures such as driver screening and additional insurance protections in the unfortunate event that a driver is involved in an accident with your car. 
So once again, Turo and Get Around. And all of the companies and the links and the resources that I talk about during this episode, you will be able to access directly by visiting the website just for special education teachers.com. Go to the podcast section and there it will have the podcast notes and resources for each episode that we discuss. Okay, number two, if you have a truck, renting out your truck. If you have a truck, you have even more opportunities to share your vehicle because many people often just need a truck for a one-time use. For example, to U-Haul a large item or to take bulk objects to the dump, etc. Number three, rent out your parking space. Renting out parking spaces is becoming increasingly popular, especially in large metropolitan areas. Um, in, in San Francisco, pre-COVID, renting a parking space from a homeowner for 600 a month would have been considered a bargain. If you're not in a metropolitan area, there are still plenty of opportunity to rent out your parking space. For example, apartment living. Many apartment complex rentals only come with one parking space per rental unit. And with the high cost of living this day and age, there are usually several people that live in one apartment together. And if each of them have a car, that creates a problem for them and can create an opportunity for you. In fact, when I lived in an apartment complex in the Bay Area, California, there was a major parking problem due to the limited amount of parking spaces. I had two parking spaces and I constantly had people asking to rent one of my spaces. And one resident in my complex didn't own a car and that's exactly what she did. She rented out her parking space for a monthly fee. Single residents living, okay? With so many families coexisting as extended families, Parking spaces for single family residences are also limited and there are also many opportunities to rent out parking spaces to individuals living in single family residence. So if you have a driveway or your garage, most two car garages, you can fit two cars in the garage, you can fit two cars in the driveway. So that's four parking spaces. So if you're not utilizing all of your parking spaces, that would definitely be an option. And more suggestions include renting out your space to people that have cars that are non-operational because those vehicles technically are not supposed to be parked on the street. And, you know, if you have room for RVs and things of that sort, if your space is large enough, it could be a huge opportunity for someone to park their RV in your driveway or on the side of your house if you have the space for that. Next, number four, do you have any unused space in your home such as a garage, a shed, or a closet? There are plenty of people that have more stuff that they can fit in their homes and they need a place to store those items. And with the astronomical cost that your traditional storage companies are charging these days, people are looking for more affordable options. There's an online platform for peer-to-peer -peer storage space rental called Neighbor that allows you to place your listing on its platform to connect with neighbors that are looking to rent storage spaces. 
Using this platform would certainly be an option, but this is also something that you could arrange on your own by posting an online advertisement um, through websites such as Craigslist or other local outlets or by word of mouth. You would be surprised how many friends that you probably have that may need storage space. Now, implementing these side hustles are most likely not going to allow anyone to to retire on the beaches of Tahiti, but hopefully, you know, it can provide you with some relief should you choose to utilize one of these passive side hustles to make extra money from home simply by using assets that you already have. Now, part three of the side hustle series, how to find the perfect side hustle for your unique skills. So this episode, we're going to focus on finding the perfect side hustle for you based on your skills and your strengths and your passion. If you're interested in starting a side hustle and feel that you're in need of ideas on how to identify the perfect side hustle for yourself, I'm going to be here to help you get some of those brain juices flowing. The first step to getting started is to take a skill inventory of yourself by just simply making a list of the following things. So first, skills for your current job, skills that are required for your current job. Often we don't realize how much work we actually do at our jobs and how many different skills are required to perform those tasks. So taking some time to think about the unique skills that you possess in order to do your job successfully can often lead to ideas for side hustles. If you have challenges coming up with a list of skills, what I would say to do is Google a posting for your job title and see what the description says. And that should be able to help get you started. Next, make a list of tasks and duties that are required for you to complete at your current job. So make a list of all of the responsibilities that you have at your job and the tasks and duties that you complete on a regular basis. After that, after you make this list, ask yourself this question. Is there anything that I do at my job that I could do as a freelancer? Because the reality of it is that many companies, right, they hire you to make money for the company and lots of it. So if you're making the company plenty of money by working for them, then isn't it possible that you can take that same skill and offer it to others to make money for yourself? So for example, as a teacher, the first thing that comes to mind is tutoring or online courses. You can create an online courses. Is there a particular subject that, that you know how to teach very well? Well, could you teach an online course, do online group tutoring or in-person tutoring. That's just something that came to mind quickly as a teacher, as an example. Teachers have so many skills or so many things that you could do. Next, your hobbies. This is one of my favorite ones because wouldn't it be great if you could get paid to promote or teach your hobby? Well, plenty of people are actually doing that these days. So making a list of all of your hobbies is the first step. And the next step will be to think of ways that utilizing your hobby can be monetized. So first steps first, make a list of all of your hobbies. 
Now, here's one success story of many on the Udemy platform. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Udemy platform, but it's a platform that offers courses. And many side hustlers use the Udemy platform to monetize their hobbies. And so as I was browsing through, I saw there was this one person that offered a beginner's photography course. And the charge for the course was $109.99. And it shows on the Udemy platform how many students registered and paid for the course. And so when I looked up the course, at that time, 1,280 students had registered and paid for the course. Now, if you take $109.99 and multiply that by 1,280, you get 140,787 dollars in sales for a beginner's photography class. So take a look at the many successes and you can just go to the Udemy platform Or another one is the Fiverr platform, just to get more ideas so that you can see all of the different things that that side hustlers are doing to make extra money. And many of them are simply making money by doing their hobbies. So next, make a list of things that you're good at. Do you have a knack or a special talent for anything in particular? Are you the go-to person when it comes to any particular subject? Could you be the the queen or the king of advice when it comes to dating, fashion, cooking, saving money, you know, and the list goes on. If so, just jot those things down on your list. And if you're not sure, ask friends or family members. They will likely be able to see strengths in you that you don't recognize because they're second nature to you. Next, jot down skills that you want to learn. Have you been meaning to take the Microsoft Excel class and you just couldn't seem to find the time? Well, definitely put it on your list. Jot down all skills that you want to learn and then visit the you know website platform, online courses, platforms. Udemy, again, is another, is a great one. And see which classes they have available for your desired skill that you can take online. And Udemy often has classes on sale. So if the price is, if the price is too steep for your pocketbook at the time that you visit the Udemy platform, just wait a day or two and then go back and continually check the price and you may be able to get the class on sale. Now, the next step after you've compiled your list, think about, okay, what problem can I solve? After you've created your list, start thinking about a problem that can be solved with each talent that you wrote down on your list. So for example, if you wrote down baking, so the potential problem solved would be teaching someone how to bake that doesn't know how to bake or selling baking recipes to people that don't know how to make the best chocolate cake from scratch and you have that recipe, something like that. Now here's one success story when I was browsing on the Udemy platform, another success story that I saw. An online sourdough bread baking course. An on, can you believe it? An online 
sourdough bread baking course, like I would never have thought to make a course for something like that. But the course was selling for $29.99 and 2,904 students registered and paid for that course. So now if you take $29.99 times 2,904, that equals $87,000, $87,091 in sales for a bread baking class. Need I say more? So after following the steps that we just discussed, you should be one step closer to creating the perfect side hustle that matches your unique skills. And once again, take a look at the Udemy and Fiverr platforms to get tons of ideas. And if you've never heard of Udemy or Fiverr, visit my website, justforspecialeducationteachers.com. Click on the podcast button and it will take you to a podcast resource page and that will have all of the show notes and then all of the links to all of the the companies that I mentioned. And that'll do it for this episode of Just for Special Education Teachers. Do you have any questions or comments that you would like to add to this discussion? If so, head on over to our Facebook page where we welcome your comments. Thanks for listening to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast. And I hope to see you here at the same time next week.